Hello, welcome back to Black Doctors Podcast. I am Stephen, your host. This episode, we're going to pick up where we left off last week. We're going to hear from Dr. Kimberly Rogers. She's going to talk about the direct primary care model, and she's going to talk about her new practice located just outside of Philadelphia in Delaware. We started the conversation last week, and she talked about her pathway into medicine and her super inspiring story, how she came from a tiny little country in the Caribbean, Anguilla, and has come to the States and thrived, moved around a bunch, and ended up in primary care. Very enlightening conversation, very inspiring, so definitely go back last week and check it out if you haven't had a chance to listen. Again, she'll come back in later this episode. We're going to hear about her new practice, which is called Restore MD Med. Before we get there, I actually wanted to stop and take a minute. I know a lot of you folks tune in. You tune in every week. You hear from our guest. You hear all these different. You hear from our guest. You hear all these different stories. But um, you, you may not know much about me or my background or why I started the podcast. So I just wanted to take a couple minutes to share my story. Tell you how I ended up in medicine, or at least my pathway in the latter half of my training career. My name is Steven Bradley. I'm an anesthesiologist by training. I am a Navy brat, so moved up and down the East Coast. My folks, uh, my dad retired down in Florida, so I actually attended college in Pensacola, Florida. It was a religious-affiliated school. I was studying music initially, did that for a year before transitioning into a healthcare-related degree. I finished that. Since I changed my major, I didn't have much time to study and prepare for the MCAT and for medical school applications, so I went to University of South Florida for a one-year master's program. While I was there, I applied to medical schools. I took the, I'd taken the MCAT, was waiting on the results, and ultimately got into the Howard University College of Medicine, so I was there from, I think, 2010 to 2014 in D.C. It was absolutely fantastic. I learned so much, made so many incredible friendships, relationships, and, you know, first exposure to healthcare disparities and the significance of being a black physician. I left Howard, or that was where I actually decided, you know, to go into critical care. My exposure to the ICUs on my surgery rotations, what inspired that? And I found out that I could be an intensivist after completing training as an anesthesiologist. So that's why I looked at anesthesia residency programs. I went to the University of Chicago Medical Center in Illinois. Fantastic program, a ton of exposure, great clinical experience. The co-residents and other folks just made it absolutely fantastic. A huge amount of diversity obviously in the patient population, but also in the graduate medical education system there from other residency programs. Because when I was there, the anesthesia residency program wasn't super diverse. There's about one resident, one black resident a year. Those numbers have increased since then. But in the other programs from internal medicine, especially the emergency medicine program, general surgery, there's just a ton of diversity so you're walking around the hospital and just running into people that look like you, people that trained at Meharry and Howard and Morehouse, and it was just a phenomenal experience there. After finishing residency at the University of Chicago, I had actually sworn into the Navy. It's kind of a family thing, family legacy. And my brother was on active duty. My dad's retired by now. 
but I owed four years on active duty. So I left the University of Chicago back in 2018. I moved to Virginia where I worked at Naval Medical Center Portsmouth for four years. I was involved in residency education. I was enjoying attending life, did a lot of moonlighting, you know, worked at probably two or three different practice models in addition to the military practice model. And I was able to, you know, get back into research, get back into some writing, looking at things from healthcare disparities to mentorship to diversity in healthcare-related fields. I was able to use my, uh, I have another passion for clinical medical ethics. At the University of Chicago, there is the McLean Center for Clinical Medical Ethics. I was able to do a fellowship program through them my last year of residency. So as an attending in Virginia, I was able to work on the Hospital Ethics Committee and kind of hone these different skills and different passions because once you're an attending, you just have, you know, all this time to kind of make your your niche and build the career that you want. You just got to get through medical school residency. Life gets so much better on the other side. So I finished up my four years on active duty in the Navy and then decided to go back. I had plenty of time to think about it, but I, I was like, yeah, you know, I still want to be an ICU doctor. This was the goal the whole time. So I put my hat back into the ring and matched back at University of Chicago. Or So I came back here in July of 2022 for my one-year fellowship in critical care medicine. That's what I'm doing now. Um, on the side, I am obviously still hosting this podcast. The podcast, we're coming up on our third year on air. So it started in June of 2020, in the middle of this pandemic that was going on at the time. And so uh, I've been able to keep that going since then. It's grown by leaps and bounds and it seems to be fairly well received and has received a lot of support, has also been able to provide a lot of support. My goal in starting this podcast was to, one, provide representation and encourage that next generation of black and brown uh, physicians. Number two, I wanted to be able to provide a platform to people like myself, people like that, like people you you know, that are building something, that have something to share, that can help our communities. So I'm always actively seeking guests to appear on the show that can fulfill those uh, those mission characteristics. So if you know anybody, definitely send them over. My schedule's a bit pinched until June when I'm done with fellowship, uh, but always happy to chat and share inspiring people on the podcast. As of today, I think I have put out over probably 160 episodes. Uh, Every Monday, we have a new episode. I do all the music, all the audio editing at this point in time, looking to hopefully, you know, offload some of this, this workload in the future. But, you know, for now, it's very rewarding and again the feedback has made this all worthwhile so thanks so much for listening to the show if you have a second go ahead and share with somebody that you think can benefit from this and leave a review leave a rating it only takes a couple seconds but really helps the show grow without further ado we're going to jump back in to the conversation we started last week with dr kimberly rogers and hear about her incredible practice with the direct primary care model, Restore MD, and also hear about what she does in the realm of lifestyle and obesity medicine. Yeah. So, so when did you uh, open Restore MD uh, Medical and Wellness? This month. 
<laughs> I just opened it officially this month, but I was so what after this um that practice I was working the value based care model. I did that for six years, and then for another year and a half, I was in a traditional fee for service practice. While mm-hmm. I was in there, you know, I kind of saw the whole the issues with the fee for service practice and. You know, at the end of the day, even the best practice in the world, as long as you're working in the insurance based system, there are going to be red tape bureaucracies and headaches and, and stuff that you just can't avoid, even though you might be a wonderful practice. You know, so the, the place that I was working at most recently, I would say of, of any practice out there, that was the one that was the best fit for me because it's a, like a lifestyle medicine um, based yeah. practice. But at the end of the day, like you're still, you know, I, I still wasn't able to see patients for an hour if I wanted. I still had to kind of, you know, see a certain number of patients a day. I still, you, you still have to follow the rules. <laughs> you still have to follow the restrictions. And then even in that practice, there was a subset of patients that were value-based care. And so there were totally different rules and it was, it just got complicated. And, and that kind of solidified my, my, my thought that I really wanted to do a DPC, direct primary care. And, and then I just, you know, basically decided to take the leap and um, I put in my notice and my last day working for somebody else was uh, the last day of November, 2022. <laughs> I'll have to put in some uh, applause sound effects. So, gosh, I, I you just started the practice, yeah. so we have to uh, we need a commercial. <laughs> so, Doctor Rogers, please tell us about Restore MD <laughs> Medical and Wellness. So, Restore Medical Restore MD Medical and Wellness is an integrated direct primary care, lifestyle medicine, and weight loss practice. So as a internist who is also board certified in lifestyle medicine and obesity medicine, I offer my patients, you know, a very kind of integrative approach and um, having direct primary care means that patients can spend more time with me. They have access to me via text via calling, you know, it's just, it's just a different level of service. It's concierge like without the concierge pricing. But what I love about it the most is the availability for me to say, okay, this visit can be an hour long because nobody's telling me that I can only see Mm. a patient for 10 minutes. Right. If I, if I need to see a patient once a week, it doesn't, it's fine. I have room on my schedule to see that person because I'm not booked out four months you know, which most fee-for-service practices are going to be booked out because it's all about volume. It's all about number of patients that you're seeing. So I'm able to kind of provide that personalized care, get to know people. I have more time to get to the root cause because I can spend more time with the patient. And so literally it's not, it's not magic. If you have more time to spend with people, you just do a better job of taking care of them. And that's, that's really what it's about. And so yeah, I'm excited to, you know, get started. My my first in-person appointment is actually next week. I've <laughs> I've done awesome. virtual appointments already, but um I'm excited to, you know, open the doors literally and kind of um start seeing people in person. 
So where are you? Because mm-hmm. you're in Delaware, but specifically, where we have a fan base across the world. <laughs> yes, the yes. Black Daughters podcast is listened to in over 35 different countries. We have a huge fan base in Kazakhstan. Love it somehow, <laughs> um, but I guess they're allies. But for our stateside listeners, you're in Delaware, but mm-hmm. um, how? You know what? What area specifically? So I'm in North Delaware. I'm in Wilmington, in North Wilmington. So Delaware geographically is like right below Pennsylvania and I'm my practice is okay. is like 10 minutes from the border between Delaware and Pennsylvania so uh, I'm actually you know um I actually see patients in both states so I have licenses in Delaware and Pennsylvania and so you know I I'm seeing people from Delaware I'm also seeing people who live like even in Philly because it's not that far so my website is called restoremdmed.com. That's restoremdmed.com. And on the website, you can actually schedule like a virtual meet and greet. So I'm like talking to people, explaining, you know, the model and just ch- chit-chatting before people decide if they want to sign up or not. You know, my telephone number is also on the website and people People have been just cold calling me, which is great too. I'm happy to, oh, yeah, wow. even just today, like an hour ago, I just got a call and I was just chit-chatting for about 10, 15 minutes with somebody. And people are always surprised when they call and they get, you know, the doctor directly. And I'm like, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hard. That's, I'm like, that's what it's about happen. here. You know, that's kind of the whole the whole business model is, is direct access. So, you know, check out the website or give me a call or... And and the other thing I would say is that I'm offering direct primary care and and services to my patients, but I have also developed a six-month medical weight loss program for just the general public. So I've had people who, you know, already have a great primary care doctor, but who, you know, want some help with weight management in a holistic kind of way. And so I've had people sign up just for the weight loss program as well. You're not giving them that uh, diabetes <laughs> medication that oh, is viral on TikTok. I mean. <laughs> so, you know, the GLP-1 agonist is not that I, I don't prescribe them. It's just not where I lead. You know, a lot of these programs, they'll gotcha. just visit one or whatever, kind of toss you on a medication. But for me, it's all about root cause. So I think that my mentality has changed a little bit before I was very, very resistant to the weight loss drugs. But now I kind of understanding how complex obesity is and, you know, people, whatever help they can get, you know, but at the same time, understanding that you can't just throw somebody on a medicine and not focus on the root cause. Because once you take those medicines away, everything comes right back and the medicines don't work for everybody. And some people can't tolerate them and some people it's not safe. So you really can't just depend on an injectable or a pill or anything else. You really, really have to get to the root cause of the the issues with the weight. And so that's kind of what the program is about, really kind of taking the time to get to the root cause and, and help people with nutrition and all the other things that kind of go along with weight management. And those are things that cannot be accomplished in a 10-minute visit. Literally cannot be accomplished in a 10-minute visit. I mean, <laughs> I have a questionnaire that I have people fill out. And I think even like going through that one questionnaire probably takes a half hour <laughs> at the minimum. But you wow. need that you have to deep dive. 
We we will certainly put in a link to the Restore MD Med website so mm-hmm. folks can visit. If you check her out, just just uh, let her know you heard about it here. I mean, there's, this isn't a sponsored episode or anything, but it just helps uh, me know, you know, kind of how much the show is helping people um, and make these connections, which is something I, I really wanted to do. Uh, but before we leave you, we have to talk about two of these services you offer because you talked about your extensive training mm-hmm. and practice in internal medicine. But you also specialize in lifestyle medicine and obesity medicine. We heard a little bit about mm-hmm. obesity medicine. Can you talk about those two um, kind of subspecialties yeah, that so, you have? Yeah, so lifestyle medicine, I think, is a little less um, understood. So I didn't even know about it until, you know, I was an attending, realizing that I was not able to help people get to the root cause of the disease. I didn't have that training. I didn't have that understanding. So I started doing a lot of CME in nutrition. I remember going to my first nutrition conference and just being so fascinated by, you know, evidence-based nutrition, food is medicine, you know, just all of that stuff, culinary medicine. And I stumbled upon the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And then I, you know, did CME on that and I ended up taking the board. So lifestyle medicine basically is is the evidence-based implementation of therapeutic lifestyle modification. So, you know, you're focusing on things like nutrition, you're talking about physical activity, sleep, stress management, uh, things like um, reducing um, substances, you know, illicit substances. But lifestyle medicine basically is all of those things very evidence-based, very kind of deep diving into how you can um, provide that information, how you can guide patients down that path. And it just really shows you the power of lifestyle modifications. So getting that certification, not that you have to get certified, you can do just, you know, courses and CME in it just to feel more comfortable. But I would definitely suggest Anybody interested in, in stuff like that should should look into that because it's it's very reputable. I mean, this is you know this is this is going to be standard of care, and and I, if it's not already, but um, this isn't like woo medicine at all, you know. So that's lifestyle medicine, and and then yeah. the reason. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because you <laughs> kind of came full circle from where where you wanted to start, yes, and now you still exactly. have that in your practice. I've always just had that. I've just always had that in the back of my mind that what we learn in Western medicine is not the full picture, and and I just felt mm-hmm. that I had to learn more so I could pass that information along. And then you know, obesity medicine. Um, I was kind of going back and forth if I wanted to do that because I, you know, lifestyle medicine in itself does touch on obesity, of course, because obesity is is the root cause of so many chronic disease. But what I loved about doing the obesity medicine, you know, training is that it really dives into the complexity of obesity as a chronic disease. I mean, from you learn about all the endocrine pathways you learn about the brain the gut the just everything that kind of goes along with that and at the end of it you know I felt a lot more comfortable understanding why there's so many struggles it's it's metabolism it's genetics it's I mean it's so complicated I I felt like a greater 
empathy, you know, after doing that to, to people that are struggling because it's, it really is not as simple as calories in calories out. People need to stop being lazy and just, you know, get up and move. Like it is, it is so not that simple. And, and then, you know, with, with obesity medicine, they talk about the pharmacologic interventions and, and, you know, other interventions like bariatric surgery, which at least now I know more about it because I've definitely had patients that have had bariatric surgery and I, I, you know, I, I don't have any experience with it and I don't really know about it. So I felt more comfortable at least having the conversation about bariatric surgery, even though I still it's not the the go to that I recommend to people, but I understand that some people do benefit from it. And then, you know, I feel more comfortable understanding the mechanism of action for the the medications that we sometimes have to provide to people to do that. But, you know, I, it, again, I didn't need the certification. I could have just done some of the CME, but I think that it helps, it helps kind of legitimize in a way like, okay, at least this person has done, gone down the road to kind of understand this, to be able to kind of help me to get my struggles under control. And you offer all those things to yes, patients. I do. Brand new practice. <laughs> Cause it's all tied together. I mean, it's, it's, all of it, you cannot yeah. be a good, excellent primary care doctor and not help people with weight because 70% of adults in this country are overweight or obese. And that is contributing to their metabolic syndrome. It's contributing to their sleep apnea, their depression, all of the above. And, and we just need to feel more comfortable talking to people about it. And what I've realized from just talking to people on the phone who are interested in, in my practice is they have gotten such negative experiences in the system where either they, hmm. they, they're looking to that support and they can't get it because either their practitioner doesn't understand it or, or doesn't have time to talk to them about it because it's a seven-minute visit or they're, you know, referring them to bariatric surgery on visit number one, or they feel stigmatized about their weight. Okay. And so we just have so far to go in, in medicine and, and helping people with fighting obesity, because um, even saying the word obesity is like, oh my God, like, should I say this word? Because there's such a stigma. Um, but we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> Well, we're fortunate that you are there to do the work and you have such excellent training and you're bringing all of that to patients in the Philadelphia and and Delaware area. Dr. Rogers, thank you for coming on the podcast. Can you tell us before you go the best ways to reach you, how to reach your practice, Mm -hmm. how to follow the things you're doing on social media? Yeah. So um, other than my website, you know, my social media handles. um, So Dr. Kim Lifestyle MD, that's Instagram. And that's kind of just where I I have kind of more like fun, educational, general stuff. My practice specific website is Restore MD Med. That's on Instagram and also on Facebook. And Oh, on my website, I also have like a health blog. So if you go on the website, you can, you can subscribe to my blog. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, Dr. Rogers, it's been a pleasure catching up with you after (laughs) all this time. Thank you for coming on the Black Doctors podcast. We are here because representation matters. Thank you for having me, Dr. Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was, that was awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to stop recording.